Blog Talk Radio. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. All right, everybody, this is Brother Frank with the Remnant Call. Glad you're here with me. Hey, we've got a quick program we want to bring to you. Uh, going back to our show a few weeks ago on Yom Kippur, the Brother uh, Messianic Rabbi Zev Parat shared with us on the fast of Yom Kippur. What does the Bible really say? And folks, there's a lot of information that was dropped in on us. But there was something particular in that show that meant a lot to me. And that was a game changer when I understood that I was not really consciously, but subconsciously, I was, I was trying to atone for my own sins again on the day of Yom Kippur. See, I was so worried about keeping the fast so richly, and I was so scared, you know, just because of I needed to do this. I needed like almost like that I had to do it so that God would forgive me and atone when the truth was Yeshua has atoned for my sins, and I can trust in him. Well, you heard it. Brother Zev got into the real meaning. What is the meaning of, of fast in the Old Testament? Or not the word fast, but what does it mean truly when the Bible said to afflict your soul? Did it actually mean to fast or didn't it? Folks, we're going to put a link at the end of this program. You need to go back and hear that one before you actually listen to this show because some of the believers have called in and they've, or they've written to Brother Zev and they've asked, hey, what about Acts 27? What does that actually mean? Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to bring on uh, Messianic Rabbi Zev Parat here, and we're going to actually let him answer this question. Brother Zev, are you there with us? Shalom, uh, Frank, an honor and a blessing to be here. Thank you for having me. Amen. Well, I appreciate you uh, uh, reaching out to me and sharing with me uh, that believers have asked some questions and, and that you, uh, as a shepherd over in Israel who has a flock and people he, he works with, you care about the people that you talk to and you're concerned about the body of believers worldwide and would like to answer this question. So, Brother, if you don't mind, I'm going to open up this show, and I know you don't, with a word of prayer. So let's just let's pray, everyone. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I pray that you would bless this program. We are now moved on from Yom Kippur, but we got some questions we still want to talk about, and now it's moving into the Feast of Tabernacles. And so we look forward, Father, to that time when you shall come down and tabernacle with man. What a glorious time that'd be. I pray you would lead us in this sh- show tonight to be to your honor and glory in Yeshua's precious name. Amen. Brother Zev, I'm going to ask, since we are in the time of the feasts right now, and specifically uh, Tabernacle's time coming here, 
Could you lead us out in that priestly blessing to really open us up into uh, this show tonight? Well, the Bible says that all of us have fallen short of the glory, but through Jesus, through Yeshua, we become priests because he's our high priest. And therefore, we, uh, Brother Frank. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I meant to do this in the end of the program. Oh, I thought you said do it at the beginning. Okay, no, no problem. I mean, hey, we'll do this. Okay, here we go. We'll just I'll resplice this together. Um, just start with uh, just forget about me bringing that. I'll just say in Yeshua's name, Amen, and I'll just jump right now back into the program. So I'm going to pause for a second so I can see the pause easy in the recording. Okay, sorry about that. It just doesn't matter. I thought you said at the beginning. Okay, uh, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to pause. All right. Well, let's get into tonight's show. Brother Zev, you have had some questions uh, about Acts 27, and you really wanted to address the body worldwide. So please uh, share with us tonight what, what, what your uh, thoughts are and, and, and what you believe that the Word of God is actually saying and how that corresponds to what you shared with last time. Well, thank you, uh, Frank, for giving me this opportunity. One thing I want to bring out is I don't know everything. And as long as I'm studying the Word of God, I learn every day how much I don't know. But I do know that when Yeshua was walking on earth as God during his ministry, when Paul was walking, when King David was walking, when Mark, Matthew, Luke were writing the Gospels, they were writing the Gospels under the inspiration of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. What were they quoting from? What was Yeshua, Jesus, quoting from? What was Luke quoting from? What was Paul quoting from? They were quoting from the Old Testament. There wasn't a New Testament. And therefore, Genesis to Revelation, it's all one book. But we need to understand that everything in the New Testament is taken from the Old Testament. When we see something in the New Testament that contradicts the Old Testament, it is either a misunderstanding in the translation or we're not reading the text correct, one of the two. They cannot contradict the Word of God. God specifically says in the Word, do not add or do not take off from my Word. Now, Paul had a Damascus Road experience. Acts 27.9 is speaking about Paul, okay? He's quoting Paul over here. And Paul spoke. So Acts 27, there are many translations that says, much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast, some translations say. Other translations say, for example, the New International Version say, and after the Day of Atonement, so Paul warned them. That is an accurate translation because it was the Day of Atonement. Now, was it also a fast to the Jews? who don't believe in Jesus, who don't believe in Yeshua. Yes, today Jews still fast in Israel and around the world, the ones who don't believe in Yeshua. Unfortunately, some that also believe in Yeshua and think that it says fast, but that's in the previous program, and I pray people will go back and listen to that, as you said, Brother Frank. So do Jews fast in the Day of Atonement? Yes. Whoever translated it into Greek or into another language just wrote what the Jews were doing. Did Paul use the word fast? No. How do we know this? Because if we turn our Bibles to the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verse 29, 
It says you are to humble your souls, and we, we spoke about the word ana, which in the context of Leviticus chapter 16 cannot mean fast because the word ana in Hebrew does not mean fast. So therefore, when Paul was speaking about this, and he was already a believer, and he was writing under the inspiration of the Wacha Kodesh, he could not have said the word fast because he knew what the Bible says, and he was writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said Day of Atonement. Whoever translated it, and if you go to your uh, concordance or look in Greek and other languages, you will see that Acts 27, 9, in many places, is translated as the fast. Because there's an error in the Greek and other languages that whoever translated it thought that it's the Feast of the Jews, just like it says in many translations, and Passover, the Feast of the Jews. When it says, and the Bible actually says in Leviticus 23, verse 2, it's the Feast of the Lord. So why do they write the Feast of the Jews? Is there a contradiction? No. It's a misunderstanding of Scripture. And therefore, it's an italic that's been added there. And that's why the Greek, when you look up the Greek, you're seeing that it says fast. And the Greek does say that, but the translation is wrong. Paul never said fast. He couldn't have because Paul would not contradict the writings of God. In the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus, if he was really writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. If we believe as believers in Jesus and Yeshua that Paul, Luke, a writing under the inspiration of the Wacha Kodesh, man could be wrong. The Holy Spirit cannot be wrong. The Holy Spirit, which is Yeshua, God, cannot contradict himself. And then, therefore, we must conclude that the contradiction in the New Testament is a man error, and it is not a God error. God doesn't make mistakes. Man makes mistakes. Does that make sense, Brother Frank? Yes, it does. Um, that... You, that is one point that you brought out that so many people misunderstand, unfortunately, especially those that are into what we call replacement theology, uh, that they say this is a feast of the Jews. They've, they've taken themselves out of their own adoption, their own grafting you know, that God does into the, into the true vine, and they've removed themselves, and they say, well, this is a feast of the Jews, and the Bible specifically says – these are the feasts of God. They are the Lord's, not not man's. And I and you are, I appreciate that. Correct, brother Prince. If we look at a at a uh, concordance where it says the feast of the Jews, that's what the Greek is going to say. Does that mean that that's correct? No, it's an it's an error in the translation of the Bible, misunderstanding the culture. And I can give many, 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 many examples. I'll give one big example. That's Matthew chapter 26, verse 29. It says in the New International Version, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on. Okay, from now on means he drank. That is inaccurate. Yeshua never drank from that. But if you look at the dictionary, some dictionaries will translate that he drank. Does that mean the dictionary is correct? Well, the dictionary is correct as far as the translation of the language. As far as the written word of God, it's not correct. It's a misunderstanding. I'll take the King James Bible, which I think is pretty accurate with, uh, with the text. But I say unto you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink anew. Now, that is a correct translation. He never drank of the cup, Yeshua. He can't. It's a dress rehearsal for the wedding of the Messiah, and therefore he did not drink of the cup, and it, and it says, I will not drink until, until when? 
until the wedding of the Messiah. So you have here a few translations. Some say, I will not drink again. Some say, I will not drink until. Does that mean that they're accurate with the word of God? It means that there's a mistake in the translation. So what I'm saying is, and I'm summarizing it, Brother Frank, is dictionaries, concordances are very good. I use a concordance, but I first and foremost take at face value the word of God. If we're speaking about something like the feasts that are in the Old Testament and the translation contradicts the Old Testament, there is a misinterpretation of the text. Not a language issue, a spiritual issue here. Whoever translated it either deliberately tampered with the text or didn't understand the culture, I don't know what it is, but I do know that Paul and Luke and Mark, they were writing under the inspiration of the Loha Kodesh. The Loha Kodesh cannot make a mistake. God is perfect. And therefore, if they were really writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul would not say fast. But what happened was, just like it says, I will not drink again, because whoever translated it assumed that Yeshua drank from the cup. He didn't. He said, I will not drink until. Perfect. This is one example. I have a 500 examples. We're not going to do a show on that right now, but there are many examples of that. And the only way to, to test this, and I received many emails, brothers, Ev, uh, which translation should we use? You have to check every translation because every, there's not one translation that's good. You use the translation that's in line with the Word of God, with the Old Testament, because everything in the New Testament is quoted from the Old Testament. They cannot contradict themselves. And if they contradict themselves, it is a human error. God doesn't make mistakes. I, I amen to that. And folks, it's it's just like in Acts chapter twelve, verse four. It says they were intending till after Easter in the King James to bring him forth to the people. That's just false. That word right there in the original is, what is it, Pasach or Pascha? Anyways, Pascha or Pasach, it, it's the word for Passover in the Greek. I don't have the have it in front of me, but I remember it specifically. Uh, it's not Easter. That is a pagan holiday. Uh, so we know that there was somebody deliberately put the wrong word in there, and that's in the King James, which I am a full supporter of. But I don't support that word because it is incorrect. And Brother Zev, thank you for pointing that out. We need to do our dil- dil- due diligence as believers to look it up. We have every resource available to us today. We can look at the original language. Even if you don't understand it, we have the resources to be able to understand it. And so we don't have much of an excuse. Uh, Brother Zev, I appreciate you responding to this. Go ahead. Amen, Brother Frank. And again, uh, I know I'm going to get emails from people. Okay, which translation should I use? The answer is you use all translations that are in line with the Word of God, and you check your concordance, yes. But again, it has to match with the Word of God. And everything in the New Testament comes from the Old Testament. It's quoted from the Old Testament. And they cannot, I'm going to say it again, they cannot contradict themselves. And if we believe that Paul... Shaul was writing under the inspiration of the Wahakodesh, the Holy Spirit. If we believe that he was writing when he was saved, after he had the Damascus Road experience, then we must conclude that he was writing the truth. And the truth is, it did not, it, it is not a fast time. It's what the Jews do, that's what the rabbis do. It's not what the Word of God said, and therefore Paul didn't write it. Whoever wrote it is the same person that wrote the Jewish feast instead of God's feast. Same mistake. 
Well, thank you for sharing that. Folks, Brother Zev is not against fasting. He's about what the Word of God actually says. And the truth is, as believers, we're all got to fast. The Bible said the day that there will come a day that the bridegroom is taken away, and then they shall fast, meaning Yeshua has been taken away. And now we as believers, we do fast, but we want to find out what does the Word actually say versus what is the actual um, the traditions of the rabbis. Well, the Word of God, as we see, is always what we want to stick to. And so if you didn't hear last program, you got to go back because that's the foundation for this show, which is simply a response to people asking, well, what about what it says in Acts 27? I appreciate you, Brother Zev, coming on to the show tonight. Listen, Brother, we are entering in. This is the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. And I was just wondering, our role as the high priest, you know, our Savior's role as the high priest, but we also, the Bible says, are a royal priesthood. And I'm going to ask if you would share that royal priestly blessing tonight in the original language to this audience. I'd be honored to do that. That's Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. It is the commonwealth of Israel. If you're grafted into spiritual Israel, if you're born again, then you are spiritually Israel, and you inherit all the blessings of Israel. Jesus, Yeshua, is our high priest, and therefore we inherit the blessing of high priest, which is a priestly blessing for us. We become, for us, it's a priestly blessing, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. The Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and give you his peace. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha. Isa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom. In the mighty name of Jesus Yeshua we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in for this program here. And please don't forget, go back and hear the first one and catch some more stuff by uh, Messianic Rabbi Zev Parat. You can pick him up at his website. That is the Messiah of Israel Ministries and also on Facebook at the Messiah of Israel Ministries. And Brother Zev, you also um, have some stuff going on coming up soon that people can check out. Uh, Well, you know what? Actually, Zev, let's forget that. You may not want to advertise that right now. Uh, about your upcoming tour to Israel, so I'll, I'll skip that part. Actually, I do. actually, you when, do? Uh, since we're we're speaking offline right now, um, actually, when well, I well, we're we're I, still online. I'm just going to edit it out. Go ahead, talk. About the priestly blessing, I want to redo that one second, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. So well, let me ask you a question. We, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We want to do that, and then do you want me to do anything else at the end? Yeah, you could you could uh, you can say uh, first of all, as you you said, Messiah of Israel, Messiah of Israel Ministries dot org. Right? Okay, I'm going to ask um, them how to. I'm going to ask them for you to give them how to get in contact with your ministry. And, and Zev, you have a big tour coming up. Can you you know? I'll just briefly drive them to the website for that. No, okay. Good. All right. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just so give it a few seconds to pause, and then start with what you're going to say. Okay, now the blessing, the priestly blessing, you already have it. I don't, I don't need to redo that. But what I'm saying, I need to redo. Was it was all, it was too long. I need to shorten it. Okay. Or just go ahead and ask me again to do the priestly blessing. We'll just do it. Yeah, do ahead. So yeah, let's want. do that again. It'll be easier for me. I'll just, just do it again. Editing better. Brother Zev, since we are coming into that time of tabernacles right now, and knowing what the Bible says that we 
are a royal priesthood. And, of course, we know the great high priest, Yeshua, we follow. I would like to see, Brother Zev, could you please share that ironic priestly blessing from the book of Numbers uh, on the audience with us here this evening? I'd be honored to do that. It's a wonderful time to receive our inheritance as the one new man, Ephesians 2.15. Yeshua, Jesus, is our high priest, and therefore we inherit the priestly blessing, both Jews and Gentiles as one. Jews grafted back into the olive tree, and the nations grafted into the olive tree, and that's what we become spiritually Israel. This is our inheritance, our blessing. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. The Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Yivarechecha Adonai vishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai panavelecha vichunecha. Isa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom. In the mighty name of the line of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Yeshua, we pray, amen. Oh, thank you so much, Brother Zeb. Uh, please let our audience know how they can follow your ministry, and also you have an announcement of a tour that's coming up. If you could share both those things as we close out, I'd really appreciate it. We're having a uh, Yeshua Footprints tour uh, coming up this April 2019, and I encourage people to visit our website, messiahofisraelministries.org, to uh, get information about our ministry, what we're doing in Israel and around the world, and sign up to get our newsletter, uh, to get updates from Israel. We'd love to hear from you. We, uh, we have prayer requests on the website that we pray in Jerusalem one by one. And uh, let's just work together the harvest as the one new man, Ephesians 2.15. Bring the gospel back to Jerusalem and go home. The tour is with uh, uh, myself hosting it and Lynn Liaz. So get that information on the website. It's going to be an amazing, amazing tour. Amen. And I know, Brother Zev, that tour is just not your normal tour. This is the kind of tour that you as a believer want to go on. This is a behind-the-scenes, let's-see-the-real-sights, and led out by a true Messianic rabbi in the land of Israel, from the land of Israel. And I can't wait. And, Brother Zev, I'm excited. So, everybody, with that, this is Brother Frank and Brother Messianic Rabbi Zev Parad from the Remnant Call saying good night and shalom. Hey, hey.